0: Everyone who has ever sent a child to camp knows the drill. The packing checklist. You're know, you, you getting ready to send them out the door. You go, wait, wait, we've got to make sure that you got everything. So you pull out the list. Uh, toothbrush? Check. T-shirts? Check. Bug spray? Check. Shorts? Check. Underwear? Bye. Hey, if you've ever gotten to camp without enough underwear, you'll be glad your mom had a checklist. They only sell so many things there at the camp canteen. As Jesus faced his final moments before his arrest and the cross, he prays for you. And specifically in the passage we're going to look at this morning, he prays for his disciples. Now we saw last week that he began this prayer with a prayer for himself. It was focused on the purpose that God had for him. That he would accomplish exactly the task that God had sent his son into the world to do. It should be no surprise that next he would pray for his disciples. And he concludes that prayer with these words found in verse 15 and following. My prayer is not that you will take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. In Jesus' prayer for His disciples, we learn a very important truth for ourselves. Jesus gives us exactly what we need to fulfill God's purpose for our life. Now, first of all, you have to understand, every single one of you, every one of us was created for a purpose. You have a reason for being here. We'll see how Jesus' prayer indicates that, that we are not just some cosmic accident. God placed you here for a reason. And and in this prayer, Jesus prays for your purpose. In his prayer for his disciples, it actually begins back up in verse 6. Jesus emphasizes that the disciples were a crucial part of God's overall kingdom plan. They were given by the Father. And the Son had protected them. And now He was preparing them for a reason. They had a purpose in the world. And now the time had come for them to begin to fulfill that purpose. And it was not going to be easy. They would face tremendous persecution. Great difficulties. But Jesus doesn't pray for them to be delivered from those difficulties. Verse 15, he says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. The disciples were going to face persecution. They would face disappointment. They would face imprisonment. And for most of them, they would face execution. All because they were sharing the love of Christ. But Jesus didn't pray for them to be delivered from all of that. He didn't ask for them to have smooth sailing all the way through. Rather, He prayed... That they would be protected from the evil one. Thinking back on that moment when he heard Jesus praying those words for him, John later when he was writing what we know of as the letter of 1 John, he would remember what Jesus said. And then after those years of having watched what Christ had been doing through all of his followers, he would realize, wow, Jesus answered that prayer. Here's what He wrote. 1 John chapter 2, verse 13. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God lives in you and You have overcome the evil one. As John looked at the multiplied believers, as Christianity began to spread across the world, as he began to see all the things that God was doing, he recognized Jesus answered the prayer. They have overcome the evil one. Satan doesn't win. John realized how huge that reality was. He he recognized all of the attacks and all of the things that Satan had thrown at believers. He, He knew that many of those who had followed Christ had lost their lives because they were seeking to share the gospel. He knew how many believers had been imprisoned, how many had been beaten, how many had been run out of town simply because they shared the message of Jesus. It would have been easy for them to give up. It would have been easy for them to turn away. It would have been easy for them to just go back to their fishing boat. But as John looked across all of those churches, all of those peoples, all of those believers, he saw something. They had overcome. They were winning. They were winning the world to Christ. As you live for the Lord, there are going to be those times when you're going to want to give up. When the road seems too hard. When it seems like you're making no progress as you share Christ with your neighbors and friends. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Maybe they're even reacting negatively to that. And you're thinking, well, it's just not worth it. Folks, when those times come, remember something. Remember that Jesus prayed for you to overcome the evil one and he has answered that prayer. I tried to do some repairs one time on a device we had at home, and I I couldn't quite get it figured out, so I called the company. They sent me some instructions, but they sent me the wrong instructions. And no matter how I tried to to make it work, nothing would fit, nothing would would work out. The the illustrations didn't make any sense. The parts were all wrong. And then I, I finally figured out the problem, and it all made sense. You can't make something work if you're using the wrong instructions. Jesus wanted to make sure that all of the followers that would come after Him, that they would always have the right instruction. In verse 16, He makes the statement, They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. As believers, sometimes we try to make our lives work out following the instructions of this world. And when we do that, we only wind up frustrated. It may even appear that we're defeated. But that's only because we're using the wrong instructions. We're not of this world. Satan does not win. In Christ, we have overcome the evil one. And folks, God has set you apart for something greater than what this world offers. I think it's safe to say that everyone here this morning, we want our life to count for something. We want there to be some reason why we are here. We don't want to just be biding our time going through the motions. We want our life to mean something. And Jesus does exactly that for us. Listen to what He prays in verse 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent Me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify Myself that they too may be truly sanctified. He uses that same word over and over again. The word sanctify. It's a word that means to consecrate or literally it means to set apart For a specific purpose. The disciples were set apart by God. They were set apart, sanctified by the truth that comes from the revelation of God. Jesus says that God's Word is truth. And that means not only is God's Word true, it certainly is, every word of it, from Genesis all the way to the end of Revelation. Every single word is true. But but Jesus isn't just saying that. He is saying that it is the truth. God gives His followers the power through His Word to accomplish the task that He's given them to do. And the purpose that He gives us is powerful. Verses 18 and 19 describe how the disciples purpose in the world our purpose in the world as followers of Christ it is exactly the same as Jesus purpose is think about that for a minute we are on the same mission Jesus' death on the cross was to fulfill that purpose. His resurrection was to fulfill that purpose. The coming of the Holy Spirit into our lives is to fulfill that purpose. The disciples' lives were to fulfill that purpose. And your life is to fulfill that purpose too. Nobody likes busy work. Nobody likes being assigned a task that doesn't really have any reason. If we're going to do something, we want to know why, and we want to actually accomplish something. According to a study published in the Harvard Business Review, office workers have a hard time with that. (laughs) Of those they reviewed, 41% of office workers in this study spent their time doing things that brought little or no satisfaction in their life. They spent more than two-thirds of their work hours preparing reports or answering emails or trying to make sure everybody else was doing their job. The typical office worker only spent 10% of their time doing the things they were actually supposed to be doing. And only 12% of their time working with actual customers. And only 1% of their time in training. (laughs) That's depressing if you work in an office. But unfortunately, it's also far too common for believers. We spend way too much time focusing on things that have no eternal significance whatsoever. We spend way too many hours, as the old cliche goes, majoring on the minors. We forget that our purpose, the reason we are here, is far, far greater. We are here today for the same reason that Jesus came into our world. We're on a mission. And your life is mission critical. You today, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you serve in the kingdom of God. Jesus has sanctified you. He has set you apart. For something amazing, something great. He had set you apart so that you can make an eternal difference in your family, in your neighborhood, at your place of business, in your world. Don't make the mistake of judging your life by the criteria of this world. By this world's standards, the disciples were a dismal failure. All but one of them died. But we don't live by the world's standards. In the kingdom of God, the work of the disciples literally changed the world. And you are a part of that same work. When you feel frustrated, when you feel like life is piling on, when you're wondering, does my life really mean anything, remember, remember, your heavenly Father set you apart, sanctified you for a purpose. You're part of the kingdom mission. You're here to change the world. That's part of what we're talking about on Wednesday nights here for the next few weeks. We started this last week, but we just did some introductory stuff. Still time to get in right on the very beginning. We're talking about spiritual gifts. These are the things that God gave you. The the specific things that, that He created you and wired you to do. And the reason He did that is because you have a greater purpose than just to bide your time through life. God put you here for a reason and he has gifted you in ways that you can complete that mission in a far greater way than you can even begin to imagine. I encourage you, if you hadn't had a chance to do so, join us on Wednesday night. We'll help you discover what your spiritual gifts are and not only to know what they are, but how to use them. In God's kingdom. We'll show you some ways to do that. Come and join us Wednesday evening. We've been talking about ways that you can take a step forward in your life as a believer. There's a wonderful thing that that you can do as a a believer. Every every single one of us can do this. this. This is actually one of the spiritual gifts that we're going to be talking about. But everybody can do this. You're not the only one that gets discouraged in life. I promise you. Every day as you go through life, you're going to run into people who are very discouraged. So, so make a decision to encourage at least one person every week. To find somebody around you that's just kind of down on life, that things aren't going their way, that they're just wondering, do I have any reason, what's the purpose for my, my life? Find somebody that you can encourage Maybe it just would be a little note that you would write them saying, hang in there. You're important to God's mission. Thank you for what you do. Maybe it would be just praying for them and saying, God, I know my friend is having a hard time this week. Lift them up. Maybe it would be just a phone call saying, hey, I just want to let you know I was thinking about you. Anything specific I can be praying for for you this week. Be an encourager. Seek to lift up the people around you. Remind them. That they have purpose in Christ. And so do you. Heavenly Father, help us this morning to understand that we have purpose. We have a reason. You have gifted us in specific ways so that we can serve you. And, and you have set us apart. You have sanctified us for kingdom reasons we're not just here to buy time heavenly father we're we're here to do some things for your kingdom so so god help us remember that when we get discouraged lord help us realize we're not of this world we have a far greater purpose in you encourage us heavenly father we pray in jesus name amen